Welcome to the C3 Church Noosa podcast. Stay tuned for this week's message. Thank you, Lord. We made room for you this morning. Do what you want in our lives, Lord God. We thank you for the power of the Holy Spirit working in and through us this morning. And God, we just choose to make room for you this morning. Have you made room for God this morning? Have you heard the voice of God clearly this week? And if you haven't, it's not that he wasn't speaking. That's that we let life and circumstance and happenstance take priority over that still small voice. Psalm 100 says we enter his gates with thanksgiving and his courts with praise. There's a price tag for entering in to the presence and peace of God. And I love what Justin said before. He said, you know, I, I don't I don't want to rush this moment. And I, I can sense the Holy Spirit here right now. And that's what the word does when two or three are gathered in. He's been there here. God is here right now to, to meet with you this morning afresh. Let's not miss this moment. Let's not skip past because of a run sheet or let's let God encounter us afresh this morning. Walls down, guards down, hurts let go of, guilt relinquished. Let's just wait on him. And I think through when Jesus is a about to die and he's having a meal with his disciples and he said, you know what, I'm going to go. I've been with you for a while, but I'm I'm about to leave. But don't worry, I'm going to send you the help of the Holy Spirit. And the Holy Spirit will empower you for the life I've called you to, but just wait. Go and wait. Go to Jerusalem and wait. And one of the saddest scriptures is that of the 500 that went, only 120 waited. Because I have stuff to do. And I'm busy. And there's things, but the thing is, we never encounter God wholly and intimately while we rush. While we strive, while we fight in our humanity and in our own strength. But God wants to meet with you this morning. There are answers to some of your problems that can only be found in the presence of God. Not in rushed activity, not in trying harder. Not in the collective wisdom of others, but in the presence of God in a moment. I just sense something is going to happen here this morning. Would you just close your eyes and lift your hand and let God speak to you this morning? God is literally going to speak to hearts and minds today in this house. God, we need you. We love you. Thank you for life. Thank you for the call. Thank you for a family and community of faith. Thank you for your goodness and your grace, your mercy, which is new every morning. Thank you for peace. Your peace, not the world's peace, but your peace in the midst of our storm. Thank you for your presence. Father, you are magnificent. 
magnificent. We thank you for your presence. We wait on you this morning. Enter his gates with thanksgiving and his courts with praise. Can we give God some thanksgiving this morning? Come on, lift your hands. Clap your hands. Let's praise God. He's worthy to be praised. Amen. Amen. God is so good. Thank you guys for grabbing your seats. There's plenty of them. What a difference a week can make, hey? Last week we're pulling more chairs out. I thought the rapture happened. I'm like, Lord, I really thought I'd go. But apparently it hasn't happened. Molly and Jen still Guys, we love you. Can you tell the band how amazing they are? I love your voice. Drewby, amazing. Marcus, thank you, my friend. Gonna have story time with Mark again very shortly. Yeah. We haven't had story time with Mark. It's enjoyable. A few weeks ago, we had a young couple here that were on their honeymoon. Oh my! And I said to you, if there was one weekend that I would give you off, I think you should go to church every week. It's the weekend of your honeymoon. But we actually have Will and Antonia here this morning. I don't want to embarrass you guys. They are on their. I've got a gift of it. I will do it. Uh, they are on their honeymoon. Can we just congratulate them? And this is something we like to do, but I would like to bless you guys oh. so that you can have a nice dinner or something on C3 Nisa. So could you just come and grab this off me? No, please. I know you may not need it, but I want to give it to you anyway. God bless you. Can you come forward, my friend? Would you guys just reach your hand out to Will and Antonia? Can we pray a blessing over you? Yeah. Is that all right? Yeah. Father, bless this beautiful young couple. Yeah. Thank you, Lord. Bless their marriage. And every day from here forward, I thank you. You will be central in their lives, central in their marriage, that you'll be that third strand, Lord God, that this will not be broken. It will only go from strength to strength and glory to glory. Bless the Lord Jesus in your mighty and wonderful name. And everybody said, Amen. 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 Enjoy an acai bowl or a poke bowl or a shrimp cocktail, whatever you want. It's, we love it. Thank you for coming to church. Good morning, everybody. Morning. Morning. You glad to be in church? Yeah. I'm glad to be in church. I need to be in church. I, it's, we've just done our entire, I've literally been in church since I was a baby. Uh, and Catholic church for 18 years and then church. But I, I need the church. I love this community. I love the friendships. I love iron sharpening iron. And I just want to say thank you for who you are. And, you know, after 10 years, it's it's been a big journey. Yeah. And we'll talk about that. But please, 7th of May, come yeah. bring people. And if you know people that aren't in church that have come to church, we want to celebrate with everyone because they're a part of our journey. They're a part of the story. Uh, and we literally have seen hundreds and hundreds, thousands of salvations, people baptized, people healed, people filled with the Holy Spirit, and, uh, and people that we prophesied over and, and ministered to over many years that have carried those prophecies in their hearts, run with them, and just seen their lives turned around. And, and it just blesses us. So we would love uh, you guys to, to be here to celebrate. We've got lots of friends coming in from all over the place, so it's going to be fun. Let's pray. Lord, we love you. Thank you for your word. Thank you that it brings life, revelation, and transformation. God, I pray that it does that this morning in each of our worlds. In your name, Jesus. Amen. Amen. Fantastic. Do I have a title screen? I think I've got a title screen, and I might have changed it. But the title of my message this morning is, it's actually 
dealing with discouragement, <laughs> killing giants, even though that looks like killing giants, <laughs> dealing with discouragement, but you can take it either way. And uh, I think we all live with a level of disappointment or discouragement in life, but I think it's normal. Yeah. And I think it disappointments and things happening that we don't anticipate or necessarily want actually help us in life. Yeah. How I respond to what happens creates who I am. And so I can be disappointed or I can grow. I can get strengthened through what I face, the adversary, the, the storm, the challenge, or what those contrary winds that press back in on. I can actually grow from that. And, you know, in Proverbs 13, 12, it says this, it says, Hope deferred makes the heart sick, but when the desire comes, it's a tree of life. Hope deferred makes the heart sick, but when the desire comes, it's a tree of life. And I was thinking, well, what, what does it mean for something to be deferred? Yeah. And, and the, the definition is, is to be delayed, is to postpone or suspend, or uh, it implies a, a deliberate putting off. And oh, that, that will happen later on. I'm deferring. I, I was going to go to uni university, but I'm going to have a gap year. I'm going to defer for a year. But it, it's like hope deferred. I want to encourage you here today. Get your hope up. Yeah. Keep your hope up. Flick on that switch of faith and go, I, I'm going to put rose-colored God glasses on that despite what I face, despite what I walk through, despite what I'm challenged by, I'm going to hope in the promise that God has given me and placed on. Has God promised you anything? Has God spoken any truth into your life by the Holy Spirit or the Word of God? Hold on to that. Don't defer your hope. Yeah. Don't take your eyes off the truth of the promise of God and start looking at circumstances. Yeah, awesome. We've gone too far. We've traveled too long. We've experienced too much to stop hoping on the goodness of God. And I remember what David said. He said, I would have lost heart. Yeah. Hope deferred makes the heart sick. I would have lost heart if I had not believed that I'd see the goodness of the Lord in the land of the living. We need to place our hope in a good and loving Father that he sees and he hears. There's not one prayer that's been prayed that fell to the ground. There is not one cry, the one tear that's been shed that hasn't been seen. Don't defer your hope. Don't put off. Keep trusting in and holding on to the goodness of God. And the thing is that when we're disappointed, there can be a tendency to become cynical or deflated, flat, negative. But God doesn't want us to live that way. Yeah. Jeremiah 29, 11 says, I know the plans I have for you, declares the Lord. <laughs> plans to prosper you and not to harm you, to give you a future and hope. Yes. I know the plans I have. For, you have plans for your life. But God has plans for your life. God's plans for your life are better than your plans for your life. Yeah. Yeah. But I have to acknowledge that, and I have to accept that, and I have to step into that. It's, it's one thing to know that God has plans for my life. It's another thing to accept those plans for my life. And I want to encourage you. He's got plans to bless you and not to harm you. So when we're talking about God's economy and that you don't have to fix your eyes on interest rate rises, you don't have to fix your eyes on whatever we're walking through globally, you can fix your eyes on Jesus, the author and perfecter of your faith, who will fill you, who will empower you, who will carry you beyond the storm that you're facing to a better day. Amen. At some point, we'll, we will all face disappointment. That's, that's just life. 
we don't get the job we want, we didn't make the sale, didn't get the pay rise, somebody crashed the car, we lose something precious, our relationship, our, our health, we something. Don't defer your hope. Don't allow disappointment to set in. And man, this is as prevalent in the church as it is in the world. People living below what God has called them to live because they allow themselves to be disappointed. And they allow disappointment to become a weight or an anchor in their life that stops them moving forward at the rate and pace that God wants them to in life. And, you know, Ecclesiastes says there's time and season for everything under heaven. There's a time to plant, there's a time to reap, there's a time to live, there's a time to die, there's a a time to go to war, there's a time time for everything, and everything is perfect in its time because God set it in place. So can I encourage you that what you're walking through right now is perfect for the time, and you won't be walking through it forever. You will get beyond what you're facing right now because God is faithful to carry you through. Everything is perfect in its time. It's like, Christian, I don't like that scripture. I know. It's like all, all, God is working all things together for your good. I don't like that scripture either. Because it doesn't feel good. And it doesn't feel fun. And it's not comfortable. And I don't like it. No, but it's making you what God wants you to be. It's strengthening you. It's enlarging you. What does the Bible say? Enlarge the place of your tent. I will make room for you. Whatever room we make for God, God fills. But when I hold on to disappointment and resentment and and past hurts and guilt and shame and every other thing, I don't create any room for God. I just hold on to tightly. I use all my energy, all my effort, all my everything I've got to hold on to. God says, let it go. He says, cast your cares upon me because I care for you. And I feel like God is calling us as a church corporately and individually to cast off. Cast off disappointment. In, in 10 years, I thought we'd do this. In 10 years, I thought we'd achieve that. You know, where we are right now is perfect for what God has got us to do. Your life right now looks like a smile from heaven. No, it doesn't. Yes, it does. God is smiling on you. And if you will change perspective, if you will look in a different direction, if you'll recalibrate even just for a degree and, and look to him. I, I use this scripture all the time. I lift my eyes to the hills, to where my help comes from. My help comes from the Lord. Your help comes from God. Look to him. You don't have to look to others. You don't have to look to circumstance. You don't have to look to your boss. You don't have to look to the economy, the government. You can look to him. Lift your eyes. Lift your head. So many people are walking around in life with an ingrown toenail. There's chili on the carpet. These cords are everywhere. Why are these cords everywhere? They're here every week. God, you're there. God is always there. He is always, is ever present. I will never leave you nor forsake you. So right now, and, and, and please please forgive me what I, I'm going to say a few things this morning. I'm not saying them to upset anybody, but... Get over yourself. Life is hard for everybody. Life is the same for everybody. And I'm not saying get over yourself in your own strength. Get over yourself because of the cross. Get over yourself because of a risen saviour. Get over yourself because of salvation. Get over yourself because of grace. Get over yourself because of mercy. Because it's not about you. When we died to self, we rose in Christ. When, when I accepted Jesus Christ, it says, if anybody is in Christ, he's a new creation. I don't have to respond like I used to respond. I don't have to live like I used to live. I don't have to think like I, because I'm a new creation, and so are you. 
we are brand new, we can get over disappointment. We can live beyond frustration. We can pull down. What is what is a disappointment? It's a giant yeah, wow. standing before us, saying, "I'm going to defeat you this day. You're not getting beyond me." What are giants? They're big. Yeah. I can't see beyond because you're so big. Wow. I'm six foot tall. You're ten foot tall. You've got an armor bearer. You're car- I can't. I can't see. Be- giants are, are made to fall. Yeah. The bigger they are, the harder they fall. We wow. can get beyond it. Don't don't be cranky. Don't be bitter. Don't be a pain in the neck. There's there's literally a lady, and no names, no descriptions, nothing. There's literally a lady. Every week I go and buy the team coffees. There's a lady that comes into the cafe that I buy the team's coffee at, and every single week, without fail, she's already sitting there with her husband, drinking the coffee. Every week she bursts through the doors carrying the cup, going, I thought you guys made coffee. This is rubbish. This is dishwater. I've, I've had better dishwater than this. I'm thinking who drinks dishwater. But it's like every single week, and they literally make her a new coffee. It's probably, and then they take it back every single. And I thought, you're in your mid 60s, early 70s, and you're that bitter and twisted. I feel like just saying, I'm going to open a tab every week. I'll pay for her coffee. Just make a one, make it a good one, and don't charge it for it. Because I just don't want this poor lady walking around in life. So. Bitter and twisted and messed up. We're not. We're here to be free. Jesus came to set you free. He who the Son said we can get beyond. Don't hold on to things from 15 years ago. When that person backed into your car, broke your headlight, and never left you enough. Get over it. It's been fixed, gone. You bought three cars since. Get get, get over that. I didn't. I didn't get into university because I didn't get the grades. Look where you are now. Yeah. In a far better place than you possibly would have been anyway. Let's live beyond. Let's get above, rising up. Those that wait upon the Lord renew their strength. They rise up on wings as eagles. They'll run and not grow weary. They walk and will not faint. I'm no good to anybody as a small-minded, bitter, twisted person. If I don't have the mind of Christ, if I don't think large and generous and and blessing, I'm no good to anyone. And the Bible says we're Christ's ambassadors. So if I live small and miserly and mean and ugly, I'm Christ's ambassador. That doesn't change. And we're called to be salt and light in our community. I'm sorry, you're not getting strange because none of this is in the message. But but I, I just want to say, God wants us. If we're, I believe we are living in a new day. I believe we're living in a day of blessing and a day of God's goodness, and a day where the Spirit is being released from heaven afresh. But I have to step into that and do so. If we want to see revival, if we want to see the Sunshine Coast impacted for Christ, I have to look like Christ. I have to live like Christ. I have to allow the Spirit of God to come upon me and flow through me. I have to do, I have to walk in God's plans and ways for that, that blessed, hopeful future life. That, that, that carries his hand of blessing upon it. I can't live according to my emotions. Yeah. I can't live according to my circumstance. And, and here's the deal. Life's real. I'm, I'm not, it, it's life's tough at times, but you will get through. You will make it to the other side. Get beyond disappointment. Because disappointment will hamstring you every time. Read through the Bible and see where God says, you don't wipe out everybody and hamstring all their horses. That literally meant cut through their hamstring. Because then they can't walk. They can't move forward. They fall in a heap. The devil wants you hamstrung. Have you ever pulled a hammy? Or or torn a hammy? 
and it's literally, you, you have to hold your leg, you, you, you can't move. And it doesn't matter what's going on around, I can't move. I'm, I'm hamstrung. The devil comes only to steal, kill, and destroy, but I've come that you may have life, and life more abundantly. God wants you to live, and what does an abundant life look like? Millions in the bank. Money dripping like it's, it's, just, it's just a waterfall of notes and coins in my house, and I just walk through and they fall over. That's not an abundant life. We, we might like it. Abundant life is where life flows, where there's joy and there's peace, and we can see clearly. All through the Bible, we're told that Jesus would go and pray for people and say that scales would drop from their eyes. I think we walk around in this life at time with scales on it and we think something's happening, but it's actually not. Because I'm looking through the world's eyes and I'm looking through the devil's eyes and I'm not looking through the eyes of Christ. Yeah. Where, where I see clearly and I can see his hand on everything that's going on in my life that's making me bigger and making me stronger and more well equipped to get through the storm that I'm facing right now. And I don't know if you've heard the saying before that... Uh, you know, God's doing more before behind your back than you can see before your eyes. It's, oh, God, where are you? And it's like, I'm orchestrating, and I'm putting together, and I'm, I'm getting things in the right place and the right position. Just wait. Just be patient because my timing is perfect. Everything's wonderful in its season. I want to help somebody here this morning. Let go of disappointment. Let go of hurt. It's hurting you more than you know. Let go of fear. And just go, you know what? Because here's the thing. If you're in fear, just go to God. Let it go. What's the worst that can happen? You fear. You're there anyway. Yeah. Let it go. Go to the word of God. You know, it says in Proverbs 23, guard your heart out with, for out of it, we, sorry, so that we should guard our heart with everything we've got because all the issues of life spring from there. Our attitude determines everything in life. There's a saying I once heard that attitude determines your altitude. So I can be looking at something going, that is awesome. And you can be looking at it going, oh, that's tough. Well, one of us is going to do something with that attitude. One of us is going to overcome. The other is going to stay stuck. One of us is going to press forward and move on in life. And that's life is a journey. Let's journey well. Let's journey in faith. Let's journey in God. Let him carry us. Proverbs 3, trust in the Lord. I don't want to trust I've been hurt. I've been lied to. That person did me wrong. I trusted the system. I trusted government. I'm not trusting anybody. Well, then you're not going to do anything wrong. Trust in the Lord with all your heart. Soften your heart. From it flows the wellspring of life. From, from, from it flows your future. Trust in the Lord. Guard your heart. Keep a soft heart. And he will direct your hearts. His plans and his ways are better. God's ways are better. Give me one year committed to the plans of God and come back in one year and if your life is worse than what it is right now, I'll, I'll say, you know what, I'm a false prophet. Oh. You know what, I, 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 I'm sorry for what I, what I put you through. I'm telling you, life's not easy. But, but you don't have to stay frustrated. You don't have to stay bound. You don't have to stay limited. You can get up, you can get over, and you can move forward. Amen? Yeah. Yeah. Hebrews tells us in Hebrews 6 that hope is an anchor. If you're going to anchor yourself to something, don't anchor it to the past. Don't anchor it to brokenness. Don't anchor it to anger. Don't anchor it to, to what somebody else has done. 
Anchor your hope in God. So God has given both his promise and his oath. These two things are unchangeable because it's impossible for God to lie. Therefore, we who have fled to him for refuge can have this great confidence as we hold to the hope that lies before us. This hope is a strong and trustworthy anchor for our souls. It leads us through the curtain into God's inner sanctuary. Keep your hopes high. Keep yourself anchored to God. He is the only faithful one. He is the only perfect one. He is the one that will carry you when nobody else can and nobody else will. Yeah. Amen. Yeah. Keep your hopes up. I used, to, I used to fly a lot, and I remember one particular flight. I was going to New York, and we literally didn't get served food, drinks, snacks, anything for seven hours because the turbulence was so bad. We took off. From the second we took off at Sydney Airport, it was turbulent. You know, you know when it drops like a thousand feet and, you, and your, your stomach's going the whole time and you're holding on and you know, I was looking across at all the armrests and everybody's holding on like this, nobody's saying a word. I don't think they even put entertainment on or play. It was, it was bad. And, and we, got, we got through the flight, we got through the, the turbulence and, and then this girl came over the speaker and, and it was quite funny at the time, but not funny because we were all stressed out and it was like, oh man. She said, would everyone please be careful when opening the overhead compartments as shift may have happened during the flight. <laughs> well, like, what? And, and I thought about that statement after a while, and I thought, that pretty well sums up life. Because <laughs> I'm on a journey, and I'm going somewhere, and I know where I want to get up, end up. I know where I want to arrive at, but something happened during the thing that if, if I just open that overhead compartment bags and, and laptops and things are going to fall on me because shift happened along the journey. Yeah. Things shifted, and they're not where I thought they would be. Or I, I went through something. It, it, and the deal is this: that life's messy, and it's not always enjoyable. Am I speaking truth this morning? We go through things that we don't think we'll go through. We face things that we think are unfair, but that's life. So that's where I say, get over it. Because if you don't get over it, it will hover over you for the rest of your days. And God doesn't want you to be shattered by anything but his hand and his provision and his protection and his love. Delight yourself in the Lord. He'll give you the desires of your heart. Those that wait upon the Lord, renew their strength. When we, when we position ourselves, God is there. And there's a saying that pain in life is inevitable, but misery is optional. We will all face moments of pain, but you don't have to stay in misery. Yeah. Let that pain have a work in your life. Let that pain do something to you. I, I was told once that every everything you experience in life every, every is an opportunity. Yeah. It's an opportunity to grow or get smaller. Mm-hmm. It, it can bless your life or take from your life. Yeah. If you hold on to it, it will take. If you if you release it and learn from it, you'll grow through it. And so I want to I want to encourage us that pain is inevitable. You will walk through moments, but misery is optional. So we don't have to live there. And and you know I think I think like I said, shift happens in our lives because of giants of circumstance, yeah. giants of opinion, other people's opinions. You should be doing this. You should be doing that. Forget what everybody else says. What does God say? What is God asking of you? How is God asking you to live? What's he asking you to do? Giants of warfare, giants of fear, 
giants of health, giants of injustice, giants of pain. Uh, can I encourage each of us here this morning, it's not optional to be a giant killer. It's a necessity. There are some giants in your world, some things that you're facing right now that you've got to take down. Take them down. It's time to fight. It, for me, I, I feel like it's time for the church to rise. Not to be nice. Not to be, we'll, we'll, we'll do all those things. But, but, but it's time to fight. Yeah. Because, you know, the Bible talks about the weapons of our, our warfare are not carnal. They're spiritual and mighty and to, to pulling down strongholds. That we are in a battle. There is a war raging for your soul. There is a war raging for the soul of every man, woman, child on this planet. It's time to fight. It's time to take down giants so that we can, we can control our emotions, we control our mindsets, and we can live as Christ wants us to live. It's time to pull down and deal with some discouragement. And... I love it because I was thinking about David and Goliath. So in 1 Samuel 17, there's a story of, of the Israelite army coming and facing uh, giants, the, the army of, uh, from, from Gath. And killing giants took David from being unnoticed to unforgettable. And I feel like there is a shift that's going to happen in people's lives where you felt unnoticed. You felt that you're, you're, nobody even knows I'm here, but you're going to be unforgettable. Because that's the largeness that comes upon us when the Spirit of God and the truth of God becomes resident in our lives. And, and as I said, giants are just things that stand in our way of what God wants to do in us and through us in life. So we've got to take them down. But I love it in 1 Samuel 17, it says, Now the Philistines gathered their armies together to battle. Saul and the men of Israel were gathered together. They encamped in the valley of Elah and drew up in battle array against the Philistines. The Philistines stood on a mountain on one side. Israel stood on a mountain on the other side. There was a valley between them. And a champion went out from the camp of the Philistines named Goliath from Gath, whose height was six cubits and a, and, and a span. He had a bronze helmet on his head. He was armed with a coat of mail. He was just big. He was mean. He smelt and he liked to kill people. <laughs> that, was, that was Goliath. Ten foot tall. Had an armor bear. It was nearly the same size. He, was, he just liked killing people. And he's just screaming at, at the Israelites, why have you come out to fight against me? Which I think is what most giants in our lives do. Yeah. You can't beat me. Yeah. Why are you even trying? What, what are you here for? Why have you come? I'm a Philistine, yeah. wow. a giant. Why have you come out? I'm going to kill you, and then you're going to be our, our servants. And the deal is this. David was, the Bible describes, a young, good-looking boy. He was a, a shepherd boy. He was a worshipper. He looked after his father. He was the youngest of eight, and he wasn't even on the battlefield. He was back at home looking after dad's sheep, and every now and then he'd run errands and he'd bring some food and supply to his brothers. He wasn't even in the game. And giants want to keep you out of the game. Circumstance, but God wants you in the game. Can I, can I go, it's time to rise. Yeah. It's time to fight. It's time to do what we haven't done before. It's time to believe the word of God. It's time to put it into practice and let it be ballast in our souls. It, it's time to rise above because of its truth and not live subservient to the ways of the world and the culture and what society puts upon us. Yeah. Amen? Yeah. And David, he, he gets there and he, and he just, what's going on? What's, what's happening? There's, there's a whole army over here. Our army's over here. Why aren't we fighting? Oh, we're just yelling at each other. Because it says for 40 days and 40 nights, they just yell and taunt at each other. I'm like, what sort, of, what sort of a fight is that? Let's, let's get down to it. Let's, let's be an uncle. Let's throw down. He's like, what's going on? His brother's like, what the heck are you doing here? I, you're just here to check out what's going on. He goes, 
whatever, forget you. What's going to happen? Okay, so if you bring down the giant, you're going to get wealth, you're going to get riches, you don't have to pay taxes, and you get the king's daughter. This is all right. Okay, tell me again. What? And everybody say, you can't do it. Have you seen, these guys are trained from war, before war, from, from young age. You're, you're young, you're a worshiper, and you've got nothing. Yeah, Jesus. He had a love in his heart for God. He had his eyes fixed on the author and perfected, his source in life. He wasn't looking. What are you looking at this morning? Are you looking at the giant before you, or are you looking to the God that sits above all? The earth is his throne. Sorry, the heaven is his throne, the earth is his footstool. What, what, what are you looking at this morning? Because I know you're facing something. I know you're challenged by something. I know something's going on. But what are you looking at this morning? Take your eyes off the giant. Stop listening to everybody else that says you can't and go and do it. Because greater is he that is in you than he that is in the world. You have more strength on the inside of you than any force coming against you externally. Yeah. That, that, that the same power that God worked in Jesus Christ when he raised him from the dead is at work in you. Yeah. We, we could just sit here on that for the rest of the day. Yeah. The same power that God released into a dead Jesus yeah, come on. is in working you. Yeah. That, that should shift something this morning. Yeah, come on. That, that should help you somewhat this morning. Yeah. Amen? Amen. Yeah. So David turns up, he's told he can't do it, and he says, listen, <laughs> God is with me. Something we need to know is God is with us. Yeah, yeah. He says, I've killed a lion and a bear, and this giant will be like one of them. He's defying God today. The thing I worship, the thing I look to. See, see, the giants in your life that are stopping you progressing forward are defying God's will for your life. Yeah. They're defying his plans and purposes for your life. You have to bring those things down so that God's will can be outworked in your life. Bring some giants down. Don't go another six months around the mountain, around the mountain, around the mountain. Can I encourage you, don't become a valley dweller. Yeah. Don't sit in the valley. David said, though I walk through the valley of the shadow of death, I will fear no evil. Your rod and your staff are with me. You go before me. You lead me. You provide for me. You protect me. You take me to a place. Don't be a valley dweller. If you want to get over disappointment, start taking a step forward. Start moving towards that voice of God. Start moving towards the promises that he's declared over your life. Don't sit in the valley. And, and, and here's the thing. There's seasons. So there's times where we sit down. Let it be momentary. It don't, don't set up camp. Don't put down your, your anchor points. Don't Anchor your hope to God. Put down your roots in God and keep moving forward. It is a journey we go through. Can I ask the team to come? I won't even get close to any of this, but I, I want to I want to encourage you to, to live the plans and purposes that God has for you. You've got to take down some giants. David said, just just take take your take your weapons, take your coat of mail, take everything back. I can't use those, they're not me. I gotta do me. He said, I've got a sling and a stone, and I'm good with that. Can I encourage you that every single one of you has a skill set? Every one of you has an anointing. Every one of you has a sweet spot in life. Do life there. Do life from that point, not from what works for somebody else. Do you and do it well, because God can use what you do well to take down giants. And and when you take down a giant, it wasn't David just that celebrated that day. It was the whole army. Because he said, if I, if I defeat you, you will serve us. But if you defeat us, we will serve you. They went from being scared and intimidated and limited and
and held back to being released in a day from the tyranny of the lies of a giant that stood before them. The enemy has been lying to you and about you for too long. And I want us to stand to our feet and I want us to, to picture some giants in our minds this morning that were saying, you're coming down today. You're, you're going to drop. And do you know the amazing thing? David took a sword and took the head off the giant that day. There was no coming back for this giant. He had knocked him out. He had knocked him down. And then he took a sword. And I believe as we stand in faith, we take a hold of that sword of the Spirit, and the sword of the truth of the Word of God, and it enables us to cut that head off. The thing that's been intimidating us and stopping us moving forward in life. And it may be, it may be something that's recent. It may be something that you've had in your world for many. God in a moment shift our circumstances and set us free. Let's get free from these giants today. There's a world that needs us. There's a world out there that needs us and every single one of us are called to love, to forgive, to live generous and inclusive and passionate lives, making disciples of others. But you'll never do that while you live in fear and intimidation. Like Shelley was saying before, Matthew 6, don't worry. Philippians says, be anxious for nothing, but in all things through prayer and supplication, present your request to God, and the peace of God that surpasses all understanding will guard your hearts and minds in Christ Jesus. And can I tell you, after doing this for quite a long time now, I know that most Christians hold on to most things. And probably one of the hardest things is just to let go. Have a Christian, you don't understand. Okay, I got that. But God does. And God knows what you need and when you need it. I've said this a thousand times, but if you could have changed things by now, you would have. If in your own strength, in your own intellect, in your own passion, things could have changed and shifted in your world, they would have. Let God do something in your life. Make room for God this morning. Thanks for listening to the C3 Church Noosa podcast. For more life-changing messages, visit us online at c3noosa.org. If you've been blessed by this message, please consider partnering with us financially to see the work of God continue flourishing in and through C3 Church Noosa. God bless.